You're listening to the John Cordray Podcast Show number six. You're in the green zone with John Cordray. Hello and welcome, everybody. Uh, today I have a special guest for you. Her name is Karen Tripp. Karen is the president and founder of Cancer Companions. She is the author of Christian books, including God is Bigger Than Your Cancer and a daughter of a colon cancer survivor. Karen brings her training as a marriage and family therapist to her work with Cancer Companions, and it is a ministry that trains and equips and supports church volunteers to draw cancer families closer to Christ. In less than four years, they have trained over 400 volunteers to run Christian cancer support groups and individual peer meetings. Uh, you can contact Karen at karen at cancer companions with an s dot org. Karen, welcome to The Green Show. I am so excited to have you on uh, my show today, and I'm just really thrilled that you're able to come and, and be my guest today. Well, thank you for having me, John. It was quite a treat when I uh, got the invitation from you to be on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I learned about you through uh, various ways. Uh, I know, uh, I think you and I have a mutual friend uh, that's on your board, uh, so I, I heard about that. But I also get your your email uh, newsletters, and oh. uh, so that really has uh, had piqued my interest and and how you went from being a, 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 a licensed marriage and family therapist to the founder of Cancer Companions. And I was just really excited to hear that story. Um, so why, why don't we go ahead and get into that and jump into that. And so okay. can you tell my listeners uh, specifically what it is that you do now uh, with Cancer Companions? Sure, absolutely. I, I'd love to. Um, Cancer Companions is a nonprofit ministry uh, that began about three and a half, um, well, almost four years ago. Um, and what we do is we go into churches and we train church volunteers how to be able to start their own cancer ministries. Uh, some of the churches we work with do Christian cancer support groups, uh, and some of them end up doing more one-to-one -one peer counseling. Uh, most of our churches do a combination of the both. Mm -hmm. um, but it's basically we've designed materials and videos and Bible studies and devotionals and all kinds of things, tools that we can use and train the volunteers how to use them so that they can make an impact on people's lives that are coping with cancer. Yeah. And so is, is it specifically for those who are uh, who have cancer or is it also for the caregivers and family members? Yeah, no, it's a pretty big umbrella we like to fall under. And so um, it definitely has to do with folks that are in treatment. There's no question that people that are in treatment need support to be able to get through uh, what they're coping with. But what we've also found is that a lot of times people turn for emotional and spiritual support post-treatment. Um, that there's something that happens, whether it's three weeks out or three months out or three years or who knows how long, that suddenly there becomes this feeling of now I'm having problems coping with my emotions and my feelings for what happened to me during treatment and how my life has changed since then. And so we have a lot of post-treatment folks that come. And then, of course, we have caregivers, uh, and we like that umbrella to be big, too. And so that includes definitely the people in the home that are helping to take care of folks uh, that are coping with cancer. But also it has to do with the loved ones that are far away. A lot of times somebody will have a, a 
parent or a a sister or a brother or a friend or a child that's hundreds of miles away going through cancer treatment. And that's a struggle too, not being able to be there to help to take care of them and coping with the emotional and spiritual issues with that as well. So um, we invite lots and lots of people. (laughs) Yeah. So so is it uh, you go into the church uh, into the churches and you have these materials and, and do you have other volunteers that go with you that you've trained and kind of train others like a lay ministry? Exactly. Okay. Um, so we kind of have a couple of different, different, um, we have regional representatives that are actually uh, part-time employees that work for us. We now have 12 around the country, uh, which is pretty exciting. And they've been through a train the trainer program to be able to do our training um, at all the different locations around the country. And then they're training volunteers within the churches to actually be the leaders, the facilitators of the sessions, whether it's a group session or a one-to-one session. Yeah. And so it's uh, it's a very grassroots kind of movement yeah. of uh, people that just feel it on their hearts that I always knew I was supposed to do something with this cancer story in my life, and I didn't know what. Mm. And this kind of becomes the what. This becomes the equipping, you know? You know, I, I find that to be true of a lot of different um, fields when something personal happens uh, to them, uh, to a person, and they take that even a step further to uh, allow that tragedy or that crisis in their life and turn it into something good and to be able to help others. And and that really sounds like that's like exactly what you have done uh, with, exactly. with Cancer um, Companions. The number of folks that come up at these trainings and they literally say those words. I mean, it, it almost is weird to hear the same words coming out of people's mouths from all over the place. But they say, I always knew I was supposed to do something mm. with my cancer story. I just didn't know what. And this, you can just feel that this is that connection of empowering and equipping people to do something that the Lord's already placed on their heart to go and do. Yeah. And, and, and Karen, what about the ages, age groups? Is this specifically, specifically for let's say adults, or does this, can this help children as well who have cancer? Um, it's really not written for children. Okay. Um, but what I recommend to my volunteers is that if they were doing a group situation, they need to keep it to be adults. Uh, but the material is written. I wrote the material, and I, I, oh. my husband tells me to tell people, well, you write the way you talk. And so it's pretty basic. (laughs) And so you really could sit one-on-one with a teenager or you could sit in a room with teenagers, but you wouldn't mix teenagers with adults in that kind of setting. Right, okay. Um, And so so I think the material could still work with with teenagers, um, but not in a group setting with adults. Karen, when did Cancer Companions start? When, When did you found it? What year? Um, 2011. So our very first group was right here in St. Louis. Um, it was actually Grace Church, if you're familiar with that. Yeah, That's, um, mm-hmm, sure. 70, yeah. So they were my very first Cancer Companion Church. There was a wonderful woman who actually was in one of my groups that I was running at the time. And um, uh, she ended up coming and uh, saying, I want to do this at my church. And the Lord had kind of already placed it on my heart that I needed to not be running the groups. I needed to be training other people to do that. And I kind of said to her, so, well, you could do it if I taught you. And so she kind of became my guinea pig and found two other friends. And so three women from Grace Church started their first group in the fall of 2011. Wow. And, um, yeah. And so since then, now we're in 12 states. We've trained 400 volunteers, over 400 volunteers. Hmm. And, um, yeah, I was just blessing the socks off of it. So, but yeah, that no kidding. Very first connection is where and it who knows how far-reaching 
it'll continue over the years. And, and we all know that uh, more than likely people who are listening to this show have at least one person that they can think of that has had cancer um, or has gone through it or maybe passed on because of cancer. And, and, and cancer is such a, a scary word when somebody hears that. Um, and I, I can only imagine, you know, uh, personally, my, my mother had, uh, she's still living, but she had breast cancer. She had ovarian cancer. And, and you know, that's something that nobody wants to hear uh, that they have. And so this is a phenomenal ministry that you have um, just to come alongside not only those who uh, heard the word cancer for the first time, but also for the caregivers, their family members and, and friends. Um, because they need support, too, during this time. They really do. And I, I think, um, and that's actually part of our training, is that um, the irony is is that you kind of put folks into a room when you have the caregivers sitting in a room with the folks that their loved one is coping with cancer, whether they're in treatment or post-treatment. There's still this tendency that we have to say, well, whatever I'm going through can't be as bad as what they're going through. Because I'm not, if you're the caregiver, you're not the person with cancer. Yeah. And yet the reality is, is that the struggles and the difficulties of being the caregiver in that situation are huge, all yeah. and on their own. And so being able to kind of really give ownership to that place that kind of says, you know, we want to take the time and the attention for caregivers, um, I think is very uh, empowering. Yeah, absolutely. So, Karen, when did you get started in your particular field. I, you haven't been with Cancer Companions for a real long time, but even before you were with Cancer Companions, uh, you, uh, I, th I believe you, you had a, a practice uh, that you were, you were in? Yep, I had a private practice um, out in the Chesterfield Valley. Uh, but yeah, I've done marriage and family therapy for um, well, over 30 years now. Okay. So, um, um, but uh, we've lived all over the country, and so my private practices have kind of taken me to different places. But I was out in Chesterfield probably for about probably for about eight or nine years um, before Cancer Companions got so large that it's kind of enveloped all of my time now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, marriage and family therapy. I started. Um, I got my specialty um, back back in the golden days. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I ended up. Um, really joining marriage and family therapy for my degree at uh, University of Miami because I think I was looking for something to straighten out the mess that my family was in. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us as therapists kind of have those roots that mm -hmm. we go back to. But my parents got a divorce when I was 10. Uh, and then they both ended up remarrying when I was teenagers. And so I had kind of been through all of it from nuclear to single parent to blended to smorgasbord to whatever. And um, trying to be able to make sense of all of that and feeling the calling to really help other families make sense of what their family was about and find some security in it uh, was really kind of what drove me in those early days. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week, we talk about the curious things that people do. This show is for you when you're in the mood for unscripted, lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and just a smattering of psychology and information you can use. I promise we will make your day pass a little faster and put a smile on your face. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us. 
because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please follow the link in the show notes. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I think sometimes people don't realize that therapists are people too. We, we all have a story. And, and I think that's what makes that, that connection uh, between therapist and client uh, a really unique one because a lot of times the therapists have gone through a lot of what clients have gone through. And so we can understand. Uh, and, yes. and, and I think, I believe you, you had mentioned that's kind of how you kind of launched into Cancer Companions is because you have some of that in your background. Right? Yes, and I'm so, not a survivor myself, but my dad is. Um, okay. My dad's a 23-year colon cancer survivor, which is amazing. Yes. Kind of like you talking about your mother. Yeah. Um, and um, my, my stepmom died of breast cancer back in the early 90s. And so that's kind of the family history piece that I end up bringing to uh, my interactions with cancer and feeling that, that calling to reach out to people's yeah. lives. Well, yeah, we talked a little bit about uh, your backstory um, and how you became a, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and then you kind of tra- transitioned into Cancer Companions. Um, do you, do you, is there anything else that you can add to that that, that maybe might be, you know, maybe a little story or, or something that, yeah. that, that um, you can share? Well, the story really is kind of how Cancer Companions itself really developed in my life, I guess is a good way to put it, is that um, I was um, asked by an agency here in town called a Cancer Companion, uh, Cancer Support Community, um, which is down in um, Manchester in 270. Great agency. Um, everybody should check that out too. Uh, but part of what they ended up asking me to do was do a Christian cancer support group around town. Uh, and so we ended up getting the funding and the grant for that for three years. And so for three years, I went around St. Louis from church to church to church, um, being able to kind of get real involved in each church and helping the folks that were coping with cancer, not just from the church, but from the community as well, too. Uh, And what we found over those three years is that what most of the churches would do was that they would really were just kind of giving me a free room. I think maybe it usually made into the Sunday bulletin, but I don't know that they really were... (laughs) investing in this idea and so what would happen is these wonderful people from the community would come because cancer support community would get the word out so i'd be sitting there with 5 10 15 people from outside the church most of them typically uh, and then the end of the nine-week session would come and i was moving on to the next church and there was nobody there to catch these people Hmm. you know and nine weeks is just kind of a blip Mm -hmm. in the life of a of a cancer journey. And so um, that was kind of the place where I really felt that calling that said, you know, somebody needs to help to pick these folks up uh, and carry them along. And I knew that the Karen Tripp show was not the way to do it, right? It wasn't about me going around from church to church. Uh It was about me needing to train other people how to do what I was doing. Uh, And that's kind of where the whole thing is launched from, was just that whole kind of um, sense of wanting to make sure the churches were learning how to care for people the way we're called. Yeah, and, and I, I really like uh, what you just said there because it's not something you just come in, you do a little workshop, and then you leave. You're there to train the people who are already in that church and that community to come alongside the people who are affected with cancer, and and so it's a a, a, lo- a very long process. It's not just you go in and, and you leave. The people that you train are there to help support in the long term. 
Exactly. Exactly. And that's part of the, that's where the amazing stories really come is these yeah. connections and these relationships that end up forming between these folks when, uh, when they really do help walk them through. Um, and there is, there's something, you know, I know there's a sense of, I'm in the middle of my cancer journey. I have my family, I have my friends, but typical journeys, especially if they last long enough, patients get to a place where they'll say something like, nobody wants to hear me talk about my cancer anymore. Nobody wants to hear me talk about this. You know, it's like, I'm sick of talking about it. Why would anybody want to hear me talk about it? And yet there's still such a need to be able to feel like you're connecting with somebody about what you're going through. Yeah. And so a cancer companions are going to that group. Just that piece, just calling yourself a cancer companion is communicating. I'm giving you permission to talk about your cancer as much as you want. Yeah, that's great. Or not, you know, but it really is. That's what the construct of that relationship becomes. Uh, And that's very empowering. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So, Karen, if somebody who is listening to to this, maybe they uh, are interested in uh, learning more about cancer companions, do they would they go to a workshop? Can they can an individual person get the materials themselves or do they have to go to a workshop? No, the materials, well, there's two places here. One is if you're a person who's um, coping with cancer and you would like to have a cancer companion, um, then there's um, 90 churches around the country now that are involved in that. And we have quite a few on both sides of the river here in St. Louis. I think we're up to about 23 or 24 in the St. Louis area. And so um, you, there's a Find a Cancer Companion page on our website uh, that you can go to and be able to connect with one of those churches. If you're sitting there thinking this would be cool for my church, um, then you can end up connecting with us and finding out about when the next training and all might be in your area. That's great. And, and while you're talking about ways to get in touch with you, can you what, what are all the different ways? Is it just through your website or are there other ways to get in touch with you? No, absolutely. The website is um, cancer-companions with an S dot O-R-G, cancer-companions dot O-R-G. And my email is the same, karen at cancer-companions dot O-R-G. But then my phone number, you're welcome to as well. It's our general phone number is 314-814-0044. And uh, there's actually a Cancer Companion Facebook page you can find us on, Twitter, and all those kind of things. Do you have your own, an own uh, what, what, speaking of Twitter, uh, I, I'm on Twitter a lot. Can you just give us your tw- the, the Twitter handle? Um, hashtag Cancer Companions. Okay, that's easy enough. All right, excellent. Well, uh, um, my last question here, are you ready? to get into the green zone round. I have, <laughs> all right. Well, the green zone round uh, are some specific questions for you personally uh, of how you can, or how you stay in that green zone. The, the, the zone that I talk about is uh, happy and peaceful and, and positive. And so my first question for you, Karen, is what is one thing that you do to stay emotionally healthy? Um, probably my favorite activity to do around that is reading. I love to read. I love to read novels, Christian girl chick novels is what I typically (laughs) read to be able to keep my mind in a good place and find that feeling of escape is helpful. Okay, great. Uh, what one piece of life advice that has been the most helpful for you? Um, it's 
the probably the best advice is the one that was given to me as a verse, and it says, "Be, be still and know that I am God." Mm. Which um, I, you can't tell by the energy level that I kind of maintain. It's not an easy chore for me. Yeah, so that's a long-standing one. I keep working on. Yeah, and being still is is a, a lifelong practice. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, one of my favorite questions: Who is one of your real life superheroes, and why? And this may sound hokey, but the, the honest answer is my husband. Um, my husband, Kelly, is just an amazing man. And through our marriage and through the example of his life, I just see him sacrifice um, so many things of his own needs all the time in order to be able to care for us and care for others. And he does it just so selflessly um, that that's something I really admire. That is awesome. And that's not hokey at all uh, to have okay. your spouse. <laughs> and the last one is, uh, what one thing in your life right now are you working on to improve? One of the things I'm really working on to improve now that I'm so involved with Cancer Companions and my staff is continuing to grow is I'm trying to learn how to be a good boss or a better boss or a boss at all. It's not been something when you're in private practice. I've never really been in the position of having people work for me. And now I guess we've got a staff of 12, 13, 14 folks that are all reporting to me. And so that's probably my growth area right now. Mm-hmm, more than anything mm-hmm. else. Are you reading any type of book or anything to help you with that? Um, or yeah, resources? Actually, yeah. The, a lot of what I end up doing um, has been very faith-based. I'm part of a faith-based Bible study that ends up meeting with a bunch of business owners and stuff once a week. And uh, we go through different, different Bible studies together to kind of look at how to be a good Christian boss. Well, excellent. Well, Karen, again, I I just really want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show and just talk a little bit about Cancer Companions. I think it's an awesome ministry, and uh, I really think there's potential for it to really uh, grow even more than it has. And uh, I think when more and more people find out about it and learn more about it, and I really want to encourage people to go to your website. I'm going to have all your contact info on my show notes. So those who are listening can go to my show show notes and just click on the links and that'd be really easy to find. And I just uh, really, really uh, am excited about this ministry. And uh, I just know that it's going to be a huge impact, uh, not just in the local area here of St. Louis, but uh, in the nation. And and I believe it could go even uh, across the world um, in different countries. And I think that'd be great. Um, so again, thank you so much for joining me into the it green zone. And, uh, do you have one last piece of advice or send off for my listeners? Well, mostly to you. Thank you so much for having me and just huge blessings all over you and all the work that you do in the lives that you put as well done. Thanks for having me. You have been listening to the John Cordray podcast show until next time. Stay in the green zone. get angry a lot? Do people tell you you have an anger problem, but maybe you don't want to go to some class or take time to see a therapist? Then my anger management video course may be just what you need. I designed my anger management video course to walk you step by step to learn how to control your anger. It's exactly what I teach my clients who come to see me in my office, but for a fraction of a cost. 
Find out more at keepcalmacademy.com. That's keepcalmacademy.com. Or you can visit my website at johncordray.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.